0: Explain to the audience what you are i'm
1: one gigantic pickle with pickle balls all up on my shit man
0: oh my god you are a mess hey but it gets better ladies and gentlemen this show has gone in a different direction of course it has and our
1: friends from warstick proud sponsors of the show tonight Because of their fantastic grit paddle that uh, has served me so well on the pickleball courts as of late. Thrill, what's up, man? It looks like you've taken the gas station attendant thing with Grease Eye Black to an entirely new level tonight. Well,
0: this is the first of three Halloween outfits that we will be featuring on tonight's broadcast. And uh, for everybody in the chat room, happy Halloween. Hope uh, you guys uh, got some candy and all that good stuff going and ready to rock. Happy
1: Halloween, Thrill. And we have the World Series game on in the background right now. Cattell Marte is on first base, 0-0 in the bottom of the first inning. It's going to be a bullpen game for the Arizona Diamondbacks. They started off. With the lefty Mantiply. Heaney is on the mound for the Rangers. Not exactly sure how long he'll go, but seems to be one of those matchups that we might see a lot of pitching changes tonight.
0: I think, I think you might be right. Seems like because you know, Arizona's already said that they're going with a bullpen game. And uh, you know, Heaney has has thrown in the postseason, but he hasn't thrown like a lot. So we'll see what happens here.
1: A question for you is Carol strikes out right now. uh, But so over the weekend, did you get a chance to catch his first couple games? Obviously, the first one was one of the I know you saw that because you texted me about it, said it was an unbelievable game. And yeah, I I can't believe it's one of the first games in a long time that I I didn't miss a pitch. I'm not kidding you. And either I I listened to the pitch or I saw every single pitch. And then game two, and that was obviously with the walk-off from Adoles Garcia. Well, let's start there, man, because Adoles Garcia is now out and, and yeah. he's done for the series. Uh, how is that going to impact the Rangers? It's got to be
0: big. Oh, man. I mean, you take you take your hottest hitter, you know, out of the lineup, your MVP for that series and all that stuff. You take him, it's going to affect a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, Corey Seager get Pitched differently now. Uh, you got guys that need to step it up, like that guy, the first baseman, uh, Nathaniel Lowe. He needs yep. to step it up. Uh, hein, the catcher, needs to step it up. So, you know, it. you know, you got to deal with injuries over the course of the season, but you don't want to have to deal with them in the World Series.
1: Yeah, the other guy that's out is Max Scherzer, and he's out with some kind of back strain. I, he, three scoreless innings last night. Against his former team. I had an opportunity to play with Max in Arizona. So that must have been a pretty cool experience for him to sort of have his career come full circle as he pitched against the Diamondbacks in the World Series.
0: Yeah, no, he pitched against the Diamondbacks in the World Series. Uh, second inning yesterday. He had to weasel his way out of some traffic. And, uh, you know, hey, look, uh, he made it through three, took a ball off the back of his elbow, off his back. Third baseman Young made a. Made a nice play, but uh, evidently his back stiffened up. He can't go. Plus, he had uh, something going on with a finger where he had a lot of that crap happening. And so, anyway, so that's how it rolls. So,
1: I was watching the other day. I sent you a video of this. The 1989 World Series Game 4. Dude, I, I watched it. Almost start to finish. And I was taken aback because it's a vague memory to me now. I was sitting in section 62, and oftentimes when you actually go to the game, especially when you're sitting that fucking far away, it's tough to see anything. But I didn't remember how close of a game that you guys made that. You were down 8 nothing. Yeah. And then came all the way back and made it eight six with you and Boogie Bear coming up. And you had a just missed. Holy yeah. shit, you just missed that ball to right field. Yeah,
0: Rick Honeycutt. Rick Honeycutt oh. left a the right there for me. I was sitting on it. And I mean, as luck happens, it just I flat out missed it and hit a spring fly ball to right field. Got my A-game swing off. And just didn't catch it square. And that that's the the thing about baseball. Sometimes you catch it square. Sometimes you miss it. And I just missed that one from making that a completely different ball game. Well, yeah, that would have tied it up because there was a runner on base. And
1: then right, right after you, though, Boogie Bear came up and did the same thing. Like, I jumped out of my seat when he hit that. It looks like the candlestick swirling winds got him. Yeah, well, I
0: mean, he caught it pretty decent. He didn't get up. Like, like Boogie Bear had been that year. Yeah. And so, you know, it's one of those things. Oh uh, man. Going into, going into this game, um, it it has been a big controversy about this guy that's hitting right here, Christian Walker, um, with his base running yesterday. And you know, for me personally, you know, early in the game, you actually you actually want to challenge guys. You know, if you get a good read and stuff like that. There
1: they go. They're making another oh, wow. out on the bases. Could tell Marte thrown out. He's pissed. But all of a sudden, I totally agree with you, Thrill. What we get to this time of year, we're going to start running the bases like a bunch of pussies. Your yeah, motto but, is it, your motto is embrace the chaos.
0: Yeah, that's their motto. The yeah, I mean their motto is is you know keeping it happening. That's what the Diamondbacks do. You know, is I mean they they push the envelope. They they like to steal bases. Like to be aggressive on a base pass. The bottom of the order does some damage, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden now, you know, I'm sitting there watching. Jeter was doing a pretty good job, but then Big Poppy and, and A-Rod were kind of ragging on, you know, Walker. And I'm like, first off, Walker, yeah, he ran through a stop sign, but Perez Chico was waving him damn near up until he got to third base. You know, yeah. if you're going to hold him up, hold him up a little quicker than that while he's looking at you. That's first off. Plus, you're supposed to hit third and then look back at the at the third base coach, which he didn't do because he was trying to go 800 miles an hour. But, you know, A-Rod and Big Poppy, I can just tell you guys this right now. You guys were not known for your base running prowess. So get off of Christian Walker because you guys were sticking the muds over there. I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, it was one of those
1: situations where Walker said he saw the third base coach waving him. At that point, he put his head down and all he could think about was making the proper angle turn around third base to get to home as quickly as possible. I said it this morning on the Daily Hustle Thrill that if you have Christian Walker in that same situation, you run that play 10 times, he's going to be safe more than he's going to be out.
0: That's correct. And so here's the thing. I mean, you have to your cap to both sides of the both sides of the ball here. Christian Walker is being super aggressive. Oh Jesus! We got a Miami Dolphin coming through.
2: Um, uh,
1: Giuseppe Pepe Manuele. Oh, he's
0: in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Look at Dan Marino.
1: Bring in the tequila. Who are we sponsored by tonight? Uh, this is what Viva the fuck is that? A, a Viva Thirty Two with a Chihuahua on it. No, oh,
0: Lord, he's eating dogs. So
1: hey uh anyway, to get matters. back to
0: what we were talking about, all right? So Walker, you know, the only thing that I, that that if I can critique him is he needs to know where Garcia was to start out with. And he like took a few steps and like peeked over his shoulder to find out and that like shut his momentum down a little bit. But for that, he takes off, he puts his head down, he goes in it has to be a perfect throw to get him right there, and if you cap to freaking Garcia, or, you know, I mean, would it a Dallas? I mean, he threw a one hop strike right there, and what are you gonna do? Are you gonna are you gonna blame Walker for being aggressive? Hell no! I want him to be aggressive. We've been pressing, we've been pressing the issue the whole year. Look at Mark. Hey, look at Carroll. Look at uh, Podomo. These guys are freaking on the horses as, as soon as they get out there. So, look, I mean, like the aggressive style of baseball. If you are going to make a, a mistake on the base pass, make it be where the guy has to throw an absolute strike to get you out, and that shit happened.
1: Yeah, the way I look at it is that they've run the bases like savages all year. You get to the postseason, and all of a sudden we expect them to dial it back. Part of being aggressive on the bases is you're going to make outs on the bases. It just happens. It, yep. yep. Part of the territory, if you want to fucking – dude, if you want to get after it like that, mistakes will be made, and then you get to learn from your spake, mistakes, and then you get to try to minimize them going forward. Even Christian Walker said that his hesitation – is pretty much the only thing he regrets. Now, right. that's one out. Okay, when LTP kids get on first base real, I go outs and outfielders, right? Ron Washington style. Out, keep right. me outs. One out, check the outfielders, know where they are, so you can read that ball. So when, when there's a base hit out there, you know if you're going to have a chance to go ahead and be able to take off upon contact from where it's hit. So it looks like the Rangers got a double right here in their business. No outs in the second.
0: Yeah, that was uh, – I don't know who that was. I'm having, uh, some with, I'm having some issues with game day right here, stupid ass. Yeah, it was Jung, the third baseman, the good, yeah, young Jung. third baseman. Sure was Jung. So, now they got Nathaniel Lowe coming up with nobody out. So, here's what you do if you're low, right? You, you're eating for something because you got a left-hander on the hill. You're looking for something off-speed that you can pull to the right side, Or look for something you can drive in the gaps. And that's a dog shit swing. Yep. That's a dog shit swing on a a breaking ball. The ball he can hit to the right side. So that shit happens. I'm not a man to bag on
1: somebody else's mustache. But, I mean, that looks like a fucking caterpillar perched on his lip, man. Like, that is as thin as could be. I mean, this thing's just coming back into style here. So, I'm not one to talk. That's why I said.
0: But the oh mustache
1: boy. was as bad as the swing. Now, he's down
0: 0-2. Yep.
1: So, Lowe was the guy that was the three-hitter. He was their dude. And you mentioned this might be a guy needs to pick it up because Adoles Garcia is gone. Look, the Rangers will not win this World Series unless somebody else or multiple people step up to fill that role. That's plain and simple.
0: Oh, See look at that! That's bullshit right there. Horseshit swings. Just no bueno, right? No bueno. No bueno. Both he and and uh, Pine, this guy right here, I haven't seen too much in in the in a in a wake of good swings from them in this series so far.
1: I just, man, one of the conversations I had, you had a feeling, man, was left in. To
0: face low there in that situation, I, look yeah. thrill. Yeah. And then and then they're gonna they're gonna swing Haim around to the left side because he's been looking pitiful over there. So they're gonna swing him around to the left side and not let him hit his uh normal hand, which is right-handed.
1: I had a conversation with Biscuit today in the batting cage, and it, and it basically was we were facing a buddy of mine, T, who I. I Coach T, I trained with for years all through my big league career. And we would play this game at the end where it was T from 40 feet throwing Chad and breaking shit off and trying to get me out. So today, Biscuit and T played that game together. And early on, it was kind of you know what you would imagine where he was on shit and he was freaking hitting gaps, double, single, triple hitting barrel after barrel, well, I knew what was coming because I faced T so many times. He was going to start breaking him off. He was going to start pounding him inside. And he threw one pitch where, you know, Biscuit swung and missed and kind of spun him in the ground. And he was kind of joking around. He sorted himself afterwards. He and sorted himself. He sorted himself on a swing. And this And The resilience that he has is – Like, few baseball players I've ever seen. I was a guy where if I struck out or I swung and missed, I was really flustered by it, and it bothered me, and it would stay with me until I was able to get back up there again. He gets over shit in a hurry. Like, he'll laugh at himself up there, and kind of he's very laissez-faire in that sense. And I'm not saying one's right or one's wrong. I'd say it's probably better to have a a happy medium between the two. But he did. He swore himself. And so I had one question for him. I said, "Yo, dude, was it ever a strike?" And he goes, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." I said, "Okay." I said, "Then we don't want to swing at it." At no point was it a strike, and that's where I think the best hitters. And I, dude, I I watched you the other day. I'm not fucking kidding, man. I and, and take this, take that. I would say take this humbly, but I'm not saying this to kiss your ass or anything. Your approach at the plate of what you swung at and what you didn't swing at, and you were at the absolute height of your career. I mean, that was yeah. Yeah. that was the pinnacle, man. You were dialed in, start to finish, dude. You won't even flinch. You were getting like lefty breaking balls, you know, in the in the dirt away that were that were starting, you know, say up and in and finishing in the dirt away. You're like this, like just taking it. And I judge so much by the way guys take balls. And yeah. when I was watching you, and and doing your thing, I was just like, whoa, man. Yeah, that's that's where every hitter wants to get to.
0: Well, you know, I mean, for me personally, we talked about it before. It's like game plan. I'm sticking with the game plan. Um, got old Miguel Castro back out there again. He's a guy that gave up uh, Garcia's game winner uh, the other night. Well, so, now he's got Heim and switched around back to the left side, which is where he's been the whole series. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, Castro did give up that big bomb the other night.
0: Yeah. It was, it was actually a sinker that, you know, I don't know what they were trying to do with it. I don't know whether they were trying to go sinker in or sinker away and they missed, but whatever it was, it ran right back out over. And actually, believe it or not, uh, Adalus was a little bit late, and wound up whacking at the right field, but he's so strong and got it out of there.
1: Yeah, well, if you remember, he went 2 0, and he took a 2 0 swing that was aggra- aggressive. It was almost like too hard, right? Got 2 0, unleashed fury, and you could see him dial it back. And he, and I kind, of, he kind of stepped out. It gave kind of one of those, and I'm like, uh-oh, Castro's fucked right here. He's in yep. trouble. There's a ground ball.
0: Yeah, you see that guy right there, Haim, he hasn't really impressed me at all. You know, so
1: Well, they're gonna need those guys to step up, man.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean, you, you
1: you again, like you just you're taking a clog out of the middle. Dolos Garcia was as hot as. Anybody in baseball? Yeah, he, he was the hottest hitter in baseball. He wasn't even close.
2: Yeah, yeah. They so gotta, thrill Tavares, question Tavares for has
0: you. To do something right here. You know, he's Tavares. You know, he's been in this situation where he's had to walk to get a rally going, but now he's got to be, you know, a little bit more aggressive, get a good pitch to hit and drive a run in with two outs. I mean, I
1: don't know where they're playing him, but he could even bunt to get that run in. I was just get a base ready
0: hit. I was just, It wouldn't be a bad idea to drop a little bunt down, you know, bottom of the order, and then next guy was Janikowski, so you got another lefty up behind him. Yeah, I mean, if you have the third baseman playing back, this is the
1: type of shit I wish they would show more. MLB Network started doing a thing where they would put the defensive alignment up on the board to show you where exactly each guy was playing. I like that because these guys shift around even though the shift you can't shift oh anymore. My, what
0: are you looking for right there? That is a two-one fastball, and they're down the middle. Let's see.
2: Oh yeah, just God. us
0: off the plate. It is yeah, it started middle and broke off. I can tell you one thing. I don't you know, I don't know who picked the, the umpires for this series. Ooh. It had it been too good. Uh, Alfonso Marquez. Jesus Christ, he had a rough night last night. He missed a ton of pitches. It was embarrassing. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. Both sides, too. I mean, literally. I mean. Go, literally. go, oh, go, no. go. Get down. Okay. And we got a run scored, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I mean, that's just a danger pitch, man. I was like, a was it a, a split?
0: Uh, let me see. Yeah, you just gotta anticipate. It it called it. Yeah, it it called it a a changeup, but he he throws a split too. Okay. Why do you think the umpire's been so terrible? I don't know. That's that's a great question. That really is a great question. I mean, but I mean, just inconsistency. Look, if you're going to call that pitch a ball, keep calling it a ball all the time. Don't freaking suck it back in, you know?
1: Well, that was the thing. Back in your day, the umpires were bad, but they were consistently bad. And they would call the same shit over and over. Last night, Alfonso Marquez, and I don't even like naming him because I don't think it's fair, but he was so horrific that it literally had me wanting to turn
0: the TV off. Like, I was yeah. that frustrated with his performance. Yeah, no. And, and you know, I mean, the hitters, I mean, for whatever reason, they just kind of, they just kind of, Oh, that ball's hammered. They just kind of took it in stride, you know? Like, okay, you know, we, we know he's bad, you know? And, you know, I mean, look, I mean, if I'm a hitter, I'm in the World Series, and you keep blowing calls on me. It's like, dude, phone and stay with the zone. All right, this ball, this ball was hit really good. Well, no, he cut it off. Oh, the end. he capped it, bro. Yeah, he caught it off the end, but he had a good pass at it.
2: You're that right, good swing.
0: Good hit,
1: well, look at Janikowski. Janikowski looks like he should be playing in a rock band in Seattle, not playing for the Texas
0: Rangers. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, here's Mr. Simeon. Oh my. I tell you what, I, I, you know, I've been watching this guy the whole offseason. I haven't seen him try to go to right field. He's a freaking dead, wants it middle in and smothers that shit.
1: Yeah, he's definitely pull happy. No yep. question about it.
0: And then they got Mr. Tight Pants Nelson in the pen, a little lefty. You know, that, that guy right there, that's Nelson. I mean, he throws 90 91 with a slider and he throws lefties. He throws five out of six pitches are going to be sliders. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you're going to face that left hander, you might as well just sit slider because you're going to get it. That's a changeup. That's filthy. That was that same pitch that got away from the catcher.
1: Yeah. Here's the one-two pitch slider. He smothers and covers it down the left field line. Fair Uh-oh. ball.
0: Uh-oh, we got a run. One run and will score. No, and it kicks off. It got a great hop.
1: Two runs will score. RBI triple for
0: the former Cal
1: Bear, Oakland A.
0: Marcus Simeon. Yeah, bud. And then that was that was. Look what happens when this ball gets in the corner. It gets in the corner and it ricochets right. And this is what you know. You and I are talking about. That's home field advantage. You ought to know where that ball is going to kick on on the little ricochet down there. Jankowski was on his horses, bud. He was rolling. Yeah. What the fuck, man? You gotta know how that ball's coming off. Yeah, I mean that that really wasn't that bad of a hop. I mean it hit, and it just sort of. I mean it didn't even hug the line. I mean it it hit and it sort of. You know, it was out in the middle of the, the track, and Guriel just looked like he overran it.
1: Diamond Bass could find themselves in some trouble. They're down 2-1 in the
0: series. They're now, now down in the 3-0 series. in the game. Now it's 3-0. It's- you got Seager facing Nelson. It, this is what's going to happen right here. This is going to be slider central coming up to Seager, and it's going to be, if we walk in, don't worry about it. So... You know, watch Corey Seager right here. I mean, if I'm Corey Seager, I'm looking every pitch slider he throws me. The only time I'll even look for a fa- even think about a fastball is with two strikes, and then I'll emergency hack it. Other than that, he throws sliders right here. I will be all over these summer guns. Read an article about Corey Seager today, Thrill, and it talked about
1: how this guy is really mysterious and meticulous with his daily routine. He gets to the ballpark six, seven hours before the game, and he has been said to, quote unquote, rebuild his swing on a daily basis. He does not want to let feelings dictate what he does that day where it's like, oh, I just feel great like this and that. So he basically like starts with these exercises and movements. It's really I, I mean, you have to read it to kind of understand it. And I read it. And I still don't really understand it. Is there somebody that you played with that had this crazy over-the-top routine like that that uh you remember?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Albert Bell, Albert Bell had some crazy routines, you know, about how he prepared and then he'd hit in between in it and all that sort of stuff. So Albert was about the worst. But oh, I don't think I don't think anybody build their swing right now in the World Series. It's like, look, you might make a little bit of an adjustment here, a little bit of adjustment there, but that's about it. Um Art came on here and said, Will Clark slid head first into third on his first MLB trip. saw him slide head first again. Uh Art, I remember that. Matter of fact, I don't even remember my first major league triple. So nice job bringing it up, I guess. I like to go feet first because um in college I had a deal where if I dove head first, I'd have a shoulder pop out of socket. Oh. So I uh, I like to go feet first, especially going in the third when I had a little momentum.
1: Yeah, man. I, I,
0: I've always felt more comfortable going head first. I just felt like it was faster. That was well, it. yeah, because you were faster than me. That's why. I'm freaking bringing the train along behind me. I got momentum going, dude. Takes hey, slider. Here comes another slider, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be in the same spot. Down. He's not going to miss. Up. Here Kyle Nelson is the pitcher, and he That's loves him a, little, a little slider. Throwing left hander. You know he, he's in here for one purpose. That's throw to left handers. But he's also got the guy on the in the batter's box that they want to pitch around. They don't want him to let him hurt him, especially with Gar- out of there. Oh, geez. So, he did hang it. See ya. Holy shit, Thrill!
2: Hey, what did we just say, ladies and gentlemen? Sit slider every pitch. Whammo!
0: That ball is dead center of home plate. This is the guy you can't let beat you if Garcia's out of the line. Just McFly. Jesus Christ.
1: I could not agree more. This guy will not beat us again. I will make that commitment if I'm Tory Lavello. No yep. fucking chance. If Marcus Simeon gets you like that, fine. But I'm not letting Corey Seager get me. If Mitch Garver gets us, fine.
0: But I'm not letting Corey Seager get us. No, no. way. No, you do not let the guy who's the hottest on the face of the planet, besides Garcia, beat you in this situation. No chance. Matter of fact, believe it or not, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, Castro, you know, gave up the double and all that sort of stuff. It wouldn't have been a bad thing to walk walk Seager, you know. Uh-oh. Walk Seeger and keep Castro in. Yeah, keep Castro in to face Garver. Totally agree. So
1: And then you don't have to waste the pitcher either, right? You still have that lefty bullet for later yeah, exactly. if you need
0: it. You get the lefty in the pen. Oh, man. God. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what is known as getting off your A-game swing right there. That is a freaking nuke. And the
1: Texas Rangers are going to be one game away from winning the World Series if the Dimebacks can't get their shit together between now and the end of the game. Hey, let's talk about
0: this. Let's talk about this because you and I have been on, you know, good teams, but I've never been on a team that, I mean, Jesus, Joe, I've never been on a team that, I mean, goes on a road and wins nine straight. I've never been on a team like that. Have you? Yeah, I mean, I was on the
1: team that won 20 straight, but not in the postseason. But not on a road, right? Uh, The 20 straight, I think it was like half and half. Yeah. Are you out of here, Joe? Okay, Giuseppe well. Pepe Manuela, dude.
0: What up? Jump back he in. Said, here, he Joe. says
1: he's out. He, do me a favor. You, jump back in here. Can I get a little bit more ice in this one yes, just sir. to top off the ice? Thank you, sir. So, see what kind of room service I get here?
0: Hey, look. you gotta Where are you, by the way? We're in Half Moon Bay. Okay. Hey, I'm liking yeah. the, the hats and the little hats. That's cool.
1: Yeah, a, dude, this top. is. Um... Top, yeah. Oh shit! You see the throw in the corner?
0: Oh, we had that picture, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Look at you! How great is that?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a swing Thanks, against the Cubs. Okay, I'll see you. With uh, Joe Girardi behind home plate, I think it is. It is. That's uh Let me see.
1: No, it says B-E. Hill? Damon Hill? yeah. Oh wow, Damon okay. Berryhill was he yep. was he catching when you hit the ball off Mitch Williams?
0: No, it was uh, Rick Rona. Okay, Rick Rona. Um, so it wasn't that so? So that picture right there, and and the reason why you know I, when you when you pointed to it, like whoa is uh, that picture is one of the more popular ones that I signed. Uh, at autograph signings when I do them. That's funny. That was in the background, and and I didn't even know.
1: And then right over here, I want to be gentle with this because I don't want to screw the camera too much.
0: Oh, there's the World Series. Look at you go. You see it? Yeah, I got you. I got you.
1: World Series pennant.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll be Battle of the Bay, bro. 1989. It's got the button that says, I was there, motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> Look at you go.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, it's sweet, man. I mean, I have. Uh, Roger Craig. I'm gonna be really gentle with this, right here. He signed okay. this nice. for me. It's, it says to the boys at the ranch, the only place to be. That was our crib in at UCLA, and so we would work out nice. with Roger. At Fitness 101 in the offseason. And he, he signed that for me and my roommates. And here's some Joe Montana action. The four Super Bowl winning tickets. Uh, the famous shot from Michael Zagaris. The A's photographer of Montana. It's all muddy. Dude, this is just one of my favorite pictures ever. And here's Mays, McCovey, and Bonds. Oh, nice. Yeah, the, uh, the 500 home run. Uh, members of the San Francisco Giants. And then you have the Montana jersey signed. uh, The little Babe Ruth action. Bruce Lee, a Peloton treadmill, thrill over in the corner. And then here's all the bats. These are all the bats that I used growing up. Look at
0: the green Easton. Oh, my God.
1: bro. Yeah, brother. So, yeah, you have the green Easton. You have the first one was like a 32 and a half I think. Yeah. 28 and a half or 27 and a half. And then the Green East in was like a 3330. Uh maybe no, it's actually not. It's a 3329. Then you have this bad boy Black, Black Magic, Magic
0: 3330. Black Magic's came out in 1985. Okay? Actually And then it you have the Actually, they came out in '84 because we used them on the Olympic team. That was the first time I ever saw them, and then I used it. I used it again in '85 uh, the whole season. Yeah. So then they have the um, the the new. They have
1: the EA. What's it called? EA70, which was after the Black Magic. But then they had this other one that had kind of had a tapered handle. This this right here. Let's see here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if this is another EA seventy gold edition, and then the big thing with this I remember was a tapered handle. So I stripped it, and then I just did my own tape job back in the day. And then they brought back when I was in high school. They brought back the Black Magic. It looks a little different,
0: yeah, as you can see yeah. right there. Yeah, they did Black a little bit of a magic. different paint job. So, hey, yeah. And then that, while you're doing that, Heaney um, got. Gap- and he got uh Christian Walker fam on pitches and Grielle just got, tried to sneak a fastball by the by a rat is a fastball hitter. And uh he singled to left, so they got a man on first with two outs. Man on first,
1: two outs. The diamondbacks need to answer, dude. They need something.
0: Yeah, right? they need something. They need to they need to have like lightning in a bottle happen. And then this, this right here is, you know, Thomas that's up there. He's, he's, he's kind of got a weird swing. I haven't figured him out yet. It kind of looks like he bails a little bit, but then, but then like that one right there, he looks like he stayed on that one a little bit more. Well, it
1: was by him there. That was a fantastic view. If you want to know what it was like to stand in the batter's box at Chase field, I that was it, man. I mean, that's just like literally, they showed me that view, and I, I just got chills. It yeah. reminded me yeah. of being in the batter's box back at yeah. Chase Field.
0: There was one. There was one. I don't know. It was one of those Sunday game in a week type things, and it was it was me facing Kevin Millwood. And I got it in one of these one of these videos over here, but it was the the catcher cam. It wasn't even the umpire cam. It was the catcher cam. And it was a, it was a breaking ball. Uh-oh, did you get that one good? Say fair! Ball ball. So it was a catch game and Millwood threw me a breaking ball. I got all of it and caught it about 23 rows back. But it, it was, it was pretty interesting to see from the catcher's standpoint. And that's what I was telling people. They could, they could like look at that video and say, oh, okay. That's what it looks like coming in there. Yeah, two balls, two strikes, two Two outs. He's been trying to throw him a slider, get it for a strike, and still can't get the strike. So now now he's 3-2. All right, we're going to play infield, play behind the runner at first. All right, 3-2 count. You're up by five. This guy cannot walk. You have to challenge him. Let's go right at him. Here we go. So
1: Alec Thomas, thrill- is the son of the longtime, di- or, excuse me, Chicago White Sox tr- strength and conditioning coach. Oh, really? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Gosh, damn it, man.
0: Right, Adam. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Just, you know, it's it's the old adage: throw them away, play them away, make them beat you to the other side of the field. And that's what that was, right? We get that. I can't get the slider over to the kids. so let me throw my heater away. Go get him. So, all right,
1: dude, let's talk San Francisco Giants. I know
0: you said you had a conversation with Bo Mel. I talked to Bo Mel, and uh, yeah, I mean, I talked to to Bob for about forty five minutes. He was announced. Oh God, what was he announced? He was on Wednesday or Thursday, right up in there, and. I I had his number and I texted him and, and called him, you know, saying, Hey, you know, I know you got a thousand things going on. Just like to, like to say congratulations and talk to you a minute and all that. And so he wound up getting back in touch with me on Sunday morning. We talked 45 minutes and we talked about everything. I'm talking about A to Z, uh, coaching staff, players, uh, thought processes, the whole way. And, uh, the fans are really going to like what they see with Bob Melvin. Um, if I'm going to set this up, is he and Farhan Zaidi work together. They work together in the Oakland A's um, organization, so they're very familiar with one another. But, you know, Farhan has kind of admitted to the media and he's kind of admitted to Bob Melvin that they might have taken the uh, analytical stuff just a little too far. And so, um, Bob already told me, he says, look, we're going to do it old school. he said, but we're going to come in into analytical stuff. And I I kind of figured he was going to do that. So, you know, but it's just the fact that he's going to bring a new attitude. He said, look, and then one of the things that, one of the things he told me that I was like, oh, was he said, we're going to beat him from the first punch. That means everybody coming out for the national anthem and standing yep. for the national anthem. And I was yep. like, this. I'm like, hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know? Yep. I mean, because we wouldn't have anybody out on the field for the national anthem. I mean, nobody. It's like, really? I mean, you can't come out there. I mean, that's it, literally like five minutes before game time. You can't yep. come out there, stand out there for the national anthem, and, you know, I mean, support the people that, that gave their life to this country. You got to, you shit me. Well, you know what? So, that became so he, like, who, he told me that and I was I, I was hooked after that I'm like all right what, what else you gonna talk about
1: so that was a thing with Bob towards the end of my time with him with the Diamondbacks was everyone better get their ass out there for the national anthem and I would be one of the ones that I, you know admittedly I'm I'm preparing for a game right and back then. I don't know what, dude. The national anthem was like ten minutes before a game, and so it was really. And it's I totally agree with you, but it was really inconvenient as a player trying to get ready, just in the sense that you're trying to get super hot, and then he had a talk with us, all of us, and it was like, look, we had two three guys out there the other day for the national anthem. And it was fucking embarrassing, and you guys need to get your asses on the line. And it was like, you're damn right, Bob. And it was a reality check for me. I think every now and again, you need to be checked by your parent, your teacher, your manager, and you get into a way of living without any repercussions. And so that was one where... We all fell into the trap playing or not playing because if you're playing, you're down underneath the tunnel hitting soft toss right before. It's not like we're not doing anything. We're not sitting in the fucking kitchen, right? Like we're getting ready to play a game. And at the same time, I also was not – I didn't want to run on the line because I, I didn't want to talk to the other team because I didn't want to be an asshole to my buddy who was on the other side who wants to come give me high fives and a hug. And I didn't want to be that dude. I was like you. I'm like I'm, I'm. not interested, dude. We'll go to dinner after the game. We'll be best friends. Yeah. Go to the club. Bottles, bottles, the whole bit. I'm in. But I sure every as man, hell didn't every want man it. Man's young again. Another base hit. Okay. So anyway, long story short, and I'm gonna. I'll throw it right back to you. Here is that Bob actually implemented that, <laughs> and I don't know if he's stuck with it, but. Towards the end when he was there in Arizona, we were all going out for the national anthem. And exactly. I'm grateful for a little reality check
0: that uh that I, I got to have during that time period. Well, so that's where he started with the conversation. I was all I was all fired up. And then, you know, then we got to, you know, hey, give me a give me a little scout report on this guy. Hey, give me a little scout report on that guy. Hey, give me a little scout report on that guy. And I told him the truth. You know, I mean, there were some guys that, that, you know, I had, I I had glowing praise about, and there were other guys that because of their work ethic, they allowed me to rag on them. And so he said, well, he said, we're going to, we're going to have a little different work ethic. And I'm like, that's another music to my ears. You know, um, then, uh, you know, he wanted to know about some young guys because he said, Didn't I hear that you've been in the minor leagues? I said, yeah, I've been in the minor leagues since 08. I said, I've seen everybody come through. I've seen Buster, Crawford, Belt, you know, uh, Bumgarner. I've seen them all come through the minor leagues. I said, so who you need to know about? And he wanted me to give him a, a, you know, a a rundown on Casey Smith. He wanted me to give him a rundown on Luciano, Matos. And one of the guys that he's really excited about, and so am I, is Tyler Fitzgerald. Uh, and the reason being because not only is he a a twenty twenty guy in the minor leagues like two years in a row, but then he's got some he's got power, he's got speed, he can play shortstop, and he can play uh, center field, which he did agree in center field up there. I don't know a ton about him, so you're really bullish on Tyler Frazier. Yeah, no, he's he's good. He you know his big thing was he he's kind of a a little bit of a streaky hitter but the streaky is because he swings at balls if he just tightens up his strike zone a little bit and i think i think he can do it no problems if he tightens up yeah. his he's fine he's gonna be fine they need to get rangers need to get this guy going this guy is probably one of the biggest you know holding them back type of thing if, if this guy gets a few base hits you know they they can they can get it going Nathaniel Lowe, there's a base hit right up the middle. Just like that. That, There you go. Look. Nathaniel Lowe. Lefty on lefty going up the middle. Jankowski went up the middle. You know, Young went up the middle. That is a great approach. If you hit the ball back where it came from, uh, especially sharply, you know, that's that's a great swing.
1: Well, if you take a great look at Nathaniel Lowe. He seems to be the leader of the dad bod squad. (laughs) Uh I mean, thrill. This dude looks like a 38-year-old father of four that's (laughs) That's heading to the (laughs) slow pitch beer league softball game on Wednesday night to play for the Dutch Goose. There you go.
0: There you go. So anyway, so, um, so say, we got it. We got off subject just a hair, but yeah, back uh, to Belvin well, and I had a great talk. We're going to have another great talk again, one of these days whenever things calm down. Uh, and he said that he wants guys like myself, guys like Buster. He said he wants him around as much as possible. And so he was even talking about spring training. He was talking about how long can you come to spring training? And I said, let me look at the schedule. I said, after I look at the schedule, I said, I'll, I'll let you know. I said when things die down a little bit, he said perfect. So you need to be there, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and I, wasn't, I wasn't there last year because I had hip surgery. So I definitely am gonna go this year. Okay, so I have a question for you. All right. Did he mention
1: did he mention anything about the staff that he'll be hiring?
0: Or will he be he hiring? He said he said that they have some guys that have contractual obligations as far as who he wants to bring in. And so he's gotta wait a little while. And so that'll evolve. He said, there's members of the staff right now that are definitely not coming back. And he said, there's members of the staff right now that probably will be retained. He said, but he said, we ain't gonna have 17 coaches. Fuck though, no. So there you go. Right? Anyway, I mean, so, you know, and I get it. You know I mean? You got guys that are under contract for, you know, whatever it is, and you can't really, like, talk about them. But I know that, you know, I know he's going to bring his own guys in. I, you know, there's I, rumors, bro, about, there's rumors I, about Matt Williams. You know, Matt's been with him for a while now. So, so I got to believe that he's going to do – Everything in his power to get Matt Williams there. Am I right on that? Yeah, you're, you're, I would imagine knowing Bob, you know, because he and he and he and Matt Williams and Mike Aldretti have been together for a long time. Oh, we need Aldo back. Yeah. And Aldo, you know, Aldo's over there in Oakland. He's got a good gig going. But, you know, if I had to guess, I mean, I would imagine, you know, he's going to be pursuing. Uh oh. Christian Walker booted the ball at first base.
1: So now the bases are loaded, five nothing Texas. Shit's getting out of hand here. Bases loaded,
0: one out. So it, it I don't, I couldn't tell from the TV what happened. Oh, routine oh, he, ground ball. He tried to backhand it and tried to throw it before he had it. First air yep. by either team in the World Series. Wow. Wow. We're in game four, first error? That's, That's pretty impressive. Amazing. That's pretty amazing. Goes to show you why these two teams are that good. Both these
1: teams, fantastic defensively Yep. the entire season.
0: Oh, my God. What are you looking for with bases loaded? I have loaded? no
1: idea. No this idea, is
0: exactly but... what I'm talking about. You got to switch it in gear, Jack. You ain't uh, trying to get a walk right here. You're trying to get a freaking knock. That ball's right down the middle. Base is juiced.
1: Five nothing, one out. As Thrill said, base is juiced inside fastball. Two balls, one strike now. This is right, game so, four of the World right, series.
0: Three pitches, and three pitches are coming in on him. So, what I'd do right here is I'd back off the dish about four inches, and look in there. Oh. Uh, he took it. I mean
1: that's not really the pitch you want a two one. Now it's two two. Now you gotta battle.
0: Yeah, now you put something in play. You know, that's the thing. You know, these guys don't know what they're kind of looking for. It's like a lot of these guys are just uh, I wanna I wanna oh geez, there's another one. You know, it's like I just wanna see the ball and swing at it. No, dude, you need to have a plan. Let's go. Thrill.
1: When it comes to Aldretti. Is there any chance we could see him? Because I'm just thinking, like, if I saw a staff with Matt Williams and Mike Aldretti and Bob Melvin and knowing that you're around, I'm like, dude, as a Giants fan,
2: yeah, no. the
0: nostalgia no, that, of they're... that, like, that brings me fucking back to the ballpark. Yeah, man. oh, yeah, and that's what we're talking about. That's the old school stuff. All right, here's three, two, one out, face is drunk. See ya. Oh. Look breaking at that ball, piece of shit swing on a three, two breaking ball. Go sit down. That's such a gift for taking that one zero fastball down the middle. See that that situation right there. Look, all right. This is the World Series. Three two bases drunk, and you throw a breaking ball. All right. That's what I was telling you before. Nobody challenges anymore. You don't get a guy that. Here, here's a fastball, hit it. You don't get that no more.
1: No, I throw. I want to say like last year, a couple years ago, was the first year in the history of baseball where a fastball was not used over 50% of the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, I get it. I can tell you one thing. That's I a can, fucking
1: strike, motherfucker. Yes,
0: it is. That is a strike. I can tell you one thing. I can promise you that if I hit today, I would look off speed the whole time. I swear to God, these guys are throwing a thousand miles an hour, and I look off speed the whole time. Because, like you said, how do you fucking 50%, miss that? Over fifty percent of the time is breaking stuff. You oh, stupid! Man. Like that's now, such. Now he, threw, now he threw a hanger. Uh-oh. That's such bullshit. Oh, it's, it's just Thomas bullshit it out there.
1: Here's Jankowski filling in for Dallas Garcia. Good on him, number one. Like, so let's celebrate him and the goodness of that base hit right there. But. The entire at bat changes from a pitch that was either going to put him at 1 1 or it was going to put him at 0 2. At 0 2, look at the OPS of a hitter. It's That's virtually correct. nothing. But 1 1, it puts the advantage back in the hitter's favor. And now Texas pretty much solidified this win, and we're still in the fucking
0: third inning. Yeah, no, this, this gives. Teeny a lot more in room and he can be a lot more aggressive in his own.
1: That's so stupid.
0: That's just dumb, man. It
1: is. Yeah, I get it. Oh, oh. and he got him too. Did he?
0: He get it? Yeah. Him? Ten nothing.
2: Holy oh shit.
1: My.
0: Oh my god. Was that Simeon? Yep. That's his first one. First I need one. Some- that was that was the freaking hanger they've been waiting on right there. Get Simeon hot.
1: I don't know what the fuck this is, man. It's got a Chihuahua on it, but it, I need more of this right now. So we'll get you th- some more. Of this that. is yeah. Dude, this I is more I, more. I am. I I this is this is really difficult to watch. I am all, I'm obviously look. I I like Bruce Bochy. I do, and I love the Texas Rangers story. I like Chris Young. Playing for the Diamondbacks and having a lot of roots there, I always root for the story.
0: No, I'm but I'm also rooting for hey, a good look, game I here. I expected you. I expected you to, to to you know. Oh, that was a miss. I expected you to, you know, pull for the Diamondbacks, having played for them. I am, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. But here's the thing. I mean, look at these ball games. I mean, you got a nail biter first game, a blowout second game, you got a nail biter third game. And this is working on a blowout in Game Four. I feel bad for the fans in Arizona
1: right now. Like they've been trying to get excited about something. Last yeah. night was a three-one victory for the Texas Rangers. Tonight it's ten nothing. The question is how many
0: third inning. This is just a smackdown. They're fighting for their lives tomorrow. Yeah, let's see what he throws. Seager with two strikes. Heat her up. And of course they get him. Dude,
1: this goes back. And this is why every little decision matters. But it goes back to their decision to pitch to Kyle Seager last time. Yeah. And he hit the homer. And
0: it seems like it's been all downhill from there. It's good, man, yeah. And then And then believe it or not, uh, you know, Texas is uh, pulling a reversal on Arizona. Their bottom of the order is doing some damage tonight.
1: Well, you and I have had this conversation 9,000 times. It's the bottom of the order that ultimately determines how good of a team you're going to fucking be. Because everybody's got the dudes in the middle. And for all the youth travel ball teams that I've put together, and I'm talking on a weekend-by-weekend basis, The only time we're ever worth a shit is when I know if I had to, I could flip the lineup on its head and nobody's going to say a word to me. Does that make sense? I'm going to know. I know that the top of the order is better, but no one's going to say a word if I flipped it on their head because the margin is that minimal.
0: Yep. Yep. All right. So, Uh, we've been on the show for about, eh, about 40 minutes now, maybe 30 minutes, somewhere in there. All right. I told you I was going to be a tale of three Halloween people. So we had the, we had the no filter garage guy. All right. Yeah. Numero uno. So here comes, here comes costume number two, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So let me break this one out on you. Can't wait to see it. All right, so yeah, we're we're we almost have, an hour into. We have my co-host is a pickle with a lot of balls because he plays pickleball, and as I think Linda said, you got a lot of balls. So there you go. So because in honor of my co-host, I am, I am Eric. Burns, yes, yes,
2: yes. Oh yeah! Now
0: watch this. We got a story behind it. All right. So now look. Look, right, I got the shirt open, show my chest. The whole world. As you should. Hat on backwards. Gamer on. All right. Look. I did not have coaching shorts to show my ball sack, but I did have some some tidy tighties. <laughs>
2: so
0: there you go. There's your there's your tighties for you. So I am Eric Burns.
1: That is so fucking fantastic, man. And look, I understand that your balls jack's not hanging out of the shorts, but it was enough for you to get up there and say, hey, man, check out the moose knuckle. There you go. How about it? I pulled it in for you, baby. Big time. That's so good, dude. It really is. All you ladies
0: in the audience, ta-da, there's a Eric Burns for you.
1: So how about um, Halloween in your area, Thrill? Are you going to have some
0: trick-or-treaters tonight? All right. So my neighborhood is a lot more older people without without kids. And so we don't have a lot of trick-or-treaters here. And besides that, I'm behind a a gated community anyway. But my brother lives in a neighborhood where it's just solid kids. And so we normally go over there. You know, every Halloween, but we've been doing it a few years in a row and we were going to do the, the, the podcast tonight. So I'm like, ah, hell, I'll stay home and hang out with the Bernsey man and have some fun. So your brother,
1: Scott, does he live close by?
0: Yeah, he lives about three, four miles away. Not too far. So, oh, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that is outfit number two. We still have one more left that we're going to surprise you with. All right. Well, we're gonna have to reveal that in about
1: ten minutes from now, because I got to meet Joe by six thirty, uh, which well, is my what time. Meet eight... Joe for? Well, I—I I mean, they got taco. They got a taco truck over at Elisa's house, and that's where the party is, dude. I—I I, we could we could probably give it another
0: thirty. I, I'll wait. No, I'll, no, I'll no, we no, go. No. Let's go thirty more, dude. If you got to bail, you can bail. Oh, by the way, next no. Week, Next week, I will be in the mountains of Utah and do not have service up there, so we are not going to be doing the show next week. What the fuck are you doing in Utah? I'm going to be trying to kill a big mule deer. So, Mike, you Mike, know it's going to be Mike, cold Mike as shit. All about that, huh?
1: It's going to be cold out there.
0: Yeah, matter of fact, I looked at it today. Like highs were in the 40s and lows were like 19. Yeah, bro, I trust me. I live in this shit right now. Yeah, like no, it's no.
1: Utah. Don't get the same weather we get. It is the the seasons are
0: turning, man. There you go. There you go. Hey, uh by the way, y'all got y'all got cold up there yet or what? Yeah. Freezing. We have like, when I'm ta- little, uh, I'm ta- We had a little cold front come through and we dropped from the eighties into the fifties yesterday. I was loving life. I was walking around, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to go back inside.
1: Well, you know what's crazy is that it was actually it felt like it wasn't 80 degrees, but I felt like it was in the seventies here in half boom bay today. But up in Tahoe right now, it is it is freaking freezing, man. Like we left the other day, the lows were in the single digits. Unbelievable. You know what? Hey, so you know what's a sound? I almost want to let you guess this one right here. Let people in the audience guess. A sound that you would, I don't never think that would keep you awake. But it kept me awake all night the other night. And, and, and eventually I just, I shut the window. Because I like sleeping with the window open.
0: Right, right.
1: You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Snow guns.
0: Snow guns, really? You talking firing. about the, the ones that go off to like make sure the avalanches don't out avalanche and stuff?
1: Nope. What snow guns, when the temperature gets below freezing, the snow guns start firing. So the snow guns kept me up all night because it was so gosh damn cold that they were blowing snow because the resort that I live on, basically, yeah. wants to open by Thanksgiving. Mm. I mean, we're already—we're basically in November right now, right? So we're talking three weeks from now. They want to open, so they're blowing snow, and they're putting moisture in the air, and that creates the snow, and then it stacks up in piles. And then they come down with their cat, and they groom the bitch, and that's it. Snow okay. guns, yeah.
0: It kept me up all night the other snow, night. What's the snow guns do? They—they they make fucking snow. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. All yeah. right. So uh, Marte just got a. A double, uh, which you know they've been they've been challenging him, and as should with a ten nothing lead. So now you got Carroll up there. So we'll see what happens here. He hit it.
1: He they were they, they challenged to see if he hit first base because it looked awkward. Uh, Here's Corbin Carroll. He's he just keeps matching up with these. Yo, know, I
0: I feel like he's seen a lefty ninety percent of the time. Every time he's up. Got another yeah, lefty, but that's another left. not another a bad lefty. thing. I mean, you know, that'll get you to stop from bailing and will and it'll get you to stay in there, stay on the ball. Get there safe. Safe, motherfucker! Fuck! How about this one? How about this one? All right, so Heaney better be a thousand percent that he got the out right there, because, because guess what? He did. If, if he Thousand percent Marte's coming around third. You gotta stop throw the ball home. What did he do? He just freaking ran in the dugout. Yeah, so anyway. Well, since you're gonna have to go, I'm gonna put outfit number three on. So give me, give me a sec. Numero trace. There you go.
1: Number two is my favorite. I'm not coming off I of that. Know
0: number two is your favorite. Don't worry.
1: Do uh, you know what's my favorite though? Actually, the eye black. There ain't nothing like the eye black.
0: Oh, got to love it. got to love it. So. so here's here's outfit here's number three. All right. Oh, yeah, baby. Ta-da. Hadn't broke this one out in a while. And then this was, believe it or not, a giveaway hat. Got the Rangers logo on it. This was a giveaway hat. We did some promotion for something. So. These are the old Ranger jerseys. Is that your actual jersey? That's one of them, yeah, back in, from back in the day. Who was your favorite teammate with the Texas Rangers? Oh, my God, Bobby Witt. Jesus Christ, he's the funniest human being on the face of the planet. I played with him on the Olympic team. He was absolutely hysterical. And then playing with him in Texas, God, we had so much fun. His kid is a fucking stud oh yes he is oh yes he is he's a definite stud i mean you know he can run he can hit he can hit for power you know he's still he's still kind of i guess you want to say kind of figuring it out because i mean yeah he's a young guy he's a young guy and they just chunked him right in the middle of the lineup without kind of like letting him get his feet wet but i think he has another year or two i think he's gonna turn it turn it on
1: So, Bobby Witt's wife, I heard an interview with her, and she was fantastic as well. Do you remember her from the Texas days? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt.
1: Yeah, she was fantastic, man. They had her on MLB Network Radio, and I forget the reason why. I think it was Mother's Day, but she was talking about raising Bobby and Bobby Jr., that is, and she was talking about her husband, and it's just, it's so cool to see, and I want to be really transparent here and say that it's no accident a lot of times when you see these big leaders' kids end up where they are, and the main reason being is that they are surrounded by a lifestyle that can be overwhelming for others that becomes normal for them. And when it becomes normal for them, they act normal and they play normal, which optimizes their results. Does that make sense? Is that
0: right? That totally makes sense. I get it. Okay. So, Yeah. But when, uh, when I showed up in 94 with the Rangers, they had the uh, blue color scheme. Uh, which is the one that they they're featuring, you know, right now, and I don't know. We just we we finished we finished below 500, but we finished in first place in our division when the strike came along. And so, you know, the uh, the ownership group came to me and said, "Should we do anything about the jerseys?" I said, "Why don't?" I said, "You know, we're blue and red." I said, "Well, we'll go to a little bit more red." I said, "Because you know, you got teams like the Cardinals that have freaking been, you know." Winning like crazy. So back in ninety five and we had kind of these jerseys uh instead of the blue. And uh, you know, three out of the next four years we win a division. So I don't know. You can be superstitious however you want or whatever, but that was just my take on it. My favorite are the Rangers baby blues that resemble the oh, Cardinals God, baby those. blues as well. Wow I got I got some of those uh baby blue like giveaways so if you want, I'll wear one on the on the on the tube one of these days. So oh, yeah, one hundred percent, dude. Okay, so
1: Thrill, I gotta ask you. I mean, we're obviously looking at uh Diamondbacks defeat here at this point. The chances of them winning this are zero to none. You're down three one in the series, and you guys were down three nothing in this series. Yeah. But the thing that impressed me about that 1989 team when I watched that game the other day was the fight that you guys had. The willingness to continue to do everything in your power to not lose. And that was humbling. And as a fan... It warmed my heart, dude. It was like I knew how much I loved that team. And so to see whoever it was, whether it was you or you know, Kevin Mitchell or Brett Butler or Robbie Thompson, man, like it just dude, you guys you guys wouldn't give up. That's what I thought was so cool about it. Yeah. Is is there when you when your back's against the wall like this. And you're the Diamondbacks. Like, what? What are you going to tell them going into tomorrow,
0: down three-one? You know what? I mean, you got to break it. You got to break it down. This is one pitch, one at bat, ball game. I mean, we're just going to take this one pitch, one at bat at a time. And and one thing that we're going to do is we are going to give a hundred percent effort. And that was the thing that you saw with us. I mean, we were down three nothing, but it's like after the earthquake. And after all the shit that not only we went through, but the city of San Francisco went through, it's like, we're going to go out there and we're going to give it all. And if we lose, shit, we lose. But we're going to give it all. And so even like you were talking about, you know, down eight to six or whatever. And we got guys on the bench that are, that are freaking running around going, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know what I mean? So there was a lot of fight in that team, you know. This ball's crunched. Corbin Carroll, excuse me, Alex Thomas back. And he's got it. One thing yeah, there about, was the thing about the Diamondbacks. I don't know whether I don't know whether you know this or not. They pushed center field back a little bit. Well, that ball right there might have been out of the previous ballpark out there, but it's four thirteen now. It used to be like four oh five. Huh. I don't know if you yeah, they ha- I did they do so- they did something with the overhang, didn't they? Yeah, no, I think I think it... you're right. But then they pushed it back a little bit too. Because they'd be a little closer.
1: Yeah, I, th- I know they got rid of the over. I think they got rid of the overhang. I love the overhang. I had a fucking ball in some guy's Coors Light out on that overhang. It was sitting yeah. on the on the on the corner. It landed in his beer, dude. And I, <laughs> bro, I remember who I hit it against. Joe Bimel, the lefty from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Like this, Joe da, da, da. Bible. Woo! Yep, Joe be- Bible.
0: Take that with you, Joe.
1: All right, Thrill. Um, <clears throat> you've gone through three outfits. We've talked about Bob Melvin. Can we go back to him for a second? Let's yeah, close on back. this because this, yeah. this game behind us is fucking obsolete at this point. Right. I mean, hopefully, yeah. the Dimebacks get their shit together. Whatever. But Bob, uh, back to Bob. Is there anything else that he mentioned or said that's worth
0: sharing here on oh, This Is Wild? Uh. One of, the things that, uh, one of the things he said was, you know, because I told him that, you know, batting practice was optional, and I thought that there needed to be several people out on the field to work on their craft, and they were not working on their craft, and he goes, batting practice will be mandatory from now on, and he said, the only way you're going to option it is if is if you and I have a talk behind closed doors. And you tell me something that convinces me. I love it. So, so I love say, it. Oh, so I love it. I love it too. I love it too. That forces guys to go out on the field and work on their craft. Work on their craft on the field that you're going to play 81 games at this year. And he's not even. I'm girl, This isn't just about hitting. This is about fielding
1: your fucking position, man. This is about figuring out how the ball is going to bounce off the wall. This
0: we is a ball saw, that we, we saw tonight in the left field quarter. We just saw it from Guriel right there. Yep. I mean, that, that's that's a big ball that got by him. That's one run. Instead, it winds up being two runs and you get a man at third base. So th- that was a huge play in this ballgame right here. I, I love the fact that...
1: Farhan was willing to admit that they potentially went a little overboard with the analytics.
0: I agree. I agree. You know, it takes some, you know, looking in the mirror and, and, you know, dissecting what went wrong and all that. But then, you know, I really appreciate people that look in the mirror and say, Hey, look, I screwed up and, you know, we're going to do it a little different next time. And hopefully this shit works, you know, and, I appreciate that from a ball player standpoint because there were so many times that I sat there and looked in the mirror and I go, you just fucked that up. You know, you really cost us the ball game right there and you better not do that tomorrow night. You know, that kind of thing. I, Bro, I got to look in the mirror every day. I'm not immune to it. I have to look in the mirror and be like, okay,
1: what did I do right today? What did I do wrong today? How can I get better? How can I improve whether it's this show or... Anything else having to do with no filter, no filter Network or as a youth baseball coach, as a father, as a husband, I'm constantly yeah. having to ask myself these questions. Where and how can I get better? Well, if you're willing to do that, then you're going to improve. And that's what I love about Farhan. One of the things that got lost in the shuffle a little bit thrill, is they signed Farhan to an extension. Just as they hired Bob Melvin, so Farhan will be part of the Giants organization going forward for the next two three years. No, I'd be mean, at any point they could relieve him of his duties, but he also seems to be somebody who is willing to adapt and adjust. And Diamondbacks looks like they're going
0: to get on the board right here. Yeah, no, they're going to stop him. We had a we walked a guy up by ten. You walked the leadoff guy, and then the four hole gets a double. On a, on a cripple pitch, so.
1: This is my message to the Diamondbacks right now when they come to the dugout, and I don't even know, like, because I don't remember this ever really happening uh, very few times in the big leagues in a dugout in the middle of a game where it happens all the time in a youth game, but I'm pulling the kids together, and I'm saying, look, we're getting our ass kicked. This is bottom barrel. We have nothing to lose. Go out there at the very least Let's dig deep into their pen and make them use some dudes. Yeah. And yeah. so we can wear those guys out or we can be prepared for them when we have to see them down the road. Make sense?
0: Right. Correct. Go out yeah. there,
1: do everything you can to continue to
0: fight to the last fucking pitch. Yeah. Right. And and here's the thing, you and I you and I talked about this. We talked about this over the course of the year. You know, you keep exposing your bullpen. You, you don't you, you eliminate the the element of surprise. You know, mm. if you keep shoving those guys out there, I already know what they got. Plus, on top of that, if I don't know what he's got, I can watch him forty five times on TV because that's how many times he got used this year. Thrill. Before we go, I have something for you, man.
1: And it's it's glorious. It's beautiful.
0: Oh, and by uh, the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just letting you know that. Because of our fearless leader right here, Eric Burns, Um, I will be in a Savannah Bananas jersey. So I'll add that one to my repertoire in March, eh, right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm there. I'm there.
1: It's it's the only Savannah Banana thing that I'm going to commit to next year. They're going to Pig League stadiums and do all kinds of shit. Dinner, all that shit. Done. Bro, it's done. I I cannot wait. it, I, it is, and it's the only time you got to tell Melvin that you're not going to be in spring training. That's it.
0: <laughs> I'll go early and late, and I'll just miss that one.
1: Okay, I we're, we're gonna I work with me right here because I I want to make sure I drill the audio on this. All right. Okay, so what this is, Wally Backman is managing in the minor league right now, and Wally Backman... Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's managing this team called the Peanuts. I don't know if it's an independent team. I don't know who the fuck they are, but they're, they're called the Peanuts. Okay. But he uh, he gave one of the better post game speeches that I've heard in a long time. And it was after his team lost. I'm going to share this with you, and I I just let me know if you guys can hear it okay. All right. And, and, and it's it, the audio. I care more than the picture. All right, but let, let's try to drill the audio right fucking... hold on and i i'm going to take my head i'm gonna take yeah, my go headset ahead. off G- give yeah, me a thumb. give me a thumbs up if you can if you can hear it well
0: all
2: right all
1: right here's the picture and, I, and hopefully it, just adapt whatever here here's the audio that goes with it
2: guys something right fucking now it's not easy to be a fucking champion all right it's the hardest fucking thing there is to do the only way you can be a fucking champion is if you work your fucking ass off i had two motherfuckers in game one in a starting lineup two guys that took fucking batting practice I love it. And
0: so how I, is know, I know Desi. I know Desi Wilson from from the Giants organization. I had him into my leagues, so I know Desi. But man, Wally Backman—he's hard nosed. He's gritty. He was—he was a member of that freaking, you know, New York Mets team that that won it, and uh, that's where he learned that freaking work ethic right there. Uh, bro, I like I I, I I couldn't stop
1: watching that this morning. I haven't posted it yet. Like, and I I, I screen recorded it. I tried to remix it and I wanted to, you know, just do something with it, whatever. But it, it, it like melts my heart. It, it, it brought me chills. It almost brought like tears to my eyes. I I just felt like, like it's gone, like it's dead. Like the guys don't coach like that anymore. And
0: no, no, you're right. you right. I had, and I'd I, love, I'd love to see, oh God. Fuck. that was that was legitimately a 2o swing right there oh wow oh wow Oof, that wasn't good so anyway but yeah I mean that was that was the kind of freaking tough love we had I mean Nora even said it in the chat room I mean we had tough love like that and that's how that's how not only your coaches have talked to you that's how the freaking other players talk to you if you if you freaking Cadillac it and shit like that. So I mean, for me personally, that kind of that kind of talk right there is exactly what the San Francisco Giants need right now. And I've already told you. And I told Bob Melvin this the other day when I was on the phone with him. I said, look, I said, you know, going out there and, and wearing San Francisco Giants on, on your chest, I go, that's a big deal. You know, there's a lot of history involved in this organization. You don't know how many guys have come before you, you know that that played the game, played the game the right way, played the game with emotion, stepped up during the big times, and you know you need somebody to remind you of that. And I, I told Bob Melvin, I said, if nobody goes over there and says anything to the minor leagues, I said I'm going to call an organizational meeting and I'm going to stand up in front of every fucking one of them and I'm going to tell them what it's like. And Bob, Bob already told me. He says no. He says. I'm going to go over there and explain the program. And he says, I'd love to have you over there with me while I'm explaining the program. I said, you let me know the day and I will be there. This is where Bob Melvin was meant to manage.
1: It was like, he just, he's I a agree. link. He's the link between the
0: past and
1: the present. Yeah, and it's just
0: amazing. He's you, the guy could do it? it. You see it. You see how the freaking circle comes full circle. You've seen it. You know, yeah. Bob started as a player here. Now, all of a sudden, he's coming back as a manager and a very successful manager at that. So let's get him a freaking championship. Yeah. Uh, he's
1: Look, I don't know if Bob Melvin is going to win a World Series with the San Francisco Giants over the course of, let's call it the next 10 years. But I will promise you that no matter what, he's going to leave this organization better than he found it. That That matters.
2: That matters big
1: time. I I think about, like, just life in, you know, in everything. And I always say, like, dude, let's just whatever it is. I tell my kids this. Leave it better than you found it. You go, you know, when when we go to a dugout and we play a game, like, let's leave the dugout better than we found it. You run into a person. Leave them better than you found it. Just fucking smile. Like, it's not that hard. Uh, Ideally, this show, we come on here. We come, you know, it's once a week, man, that we come on here. Let's try to leave them back. Let's leave the people better than we
0: found them. Yeah, hell yeah. That's, that's what it. we're doing. I mean, look, look. I mean, you know, we 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 having fun, we laughing and giggling, but then we got some messages we got to get across too, and we have quite a few of them, you know. And that that video you just showed right there about Wally, I'd love, I'd love to have been sitting in that freaking clubhouse, oh, looking you. around and have everybody. Freaking holding their head down and all that, and I'd be fucking screaming at them.
2: Get your head up, cocksucker. You know, pay
0: attention. <laughs> you can cry in your cereal later on. So last thing
1: before I go drink more tequila with Giuseppe Pepe Manuele. Okay. When when I watched you the other day get into the batter's box. You you did this.
0: Always did it.
1: Oh, man. Dude, so then I went back and I thought about what I did. And what I did, bro.
0: I did it my whole career. Yeah, there you go. Because of you. Well, thank you. That is very nice of you. And do you know why I did that?
1: I don't, but I know why I did it cuz I would think to myself that I'm wiping the slate clean like here we go this is my box. That was somebody else's box. Now it's <laughs> <was> mine, motherfucker. <laughs> why wiping, did you do
0: Why did you do slate it? clean. You're wiping the slate clean and what I'm doing is I'm smoothing out the dirt from where I stood in the box before and I don't know I don't want him to know where I was standing. Oh. When I got in the box I didn't want him to know if I was cutting the plate short or backing off the dish. I didn't want him to know that. So I covered up where I was standing.
1: Interesting. There you go. Cause as you know, when you get in a batter's box, like there's always holes or like this or that, like I I might even step in a different spot because when you're dealing with dog shit fields in high school and college, you have like that one divot where everyone stood. I'm like, Dude, I'm not standing there. So, I mean, I typically would stand in front of there because I yeah. just trusted my hands. And a lot of times I would just get all over the dish and freaking lay my nuts out and say, let's yeah. fucking go. <laughs> That's just who I was as a, hit, as a hitter, I mean, especially yeah. in high school and college. I didn't care. It didn't yeah. matter how hard you threw. You weren't throwing it by me.
0: No, I, I get that. No was. For me personally, it was just covering up the hole because I did not want the catcher to catch it and know if I was moving up on the plate, backing off the plate. Love it. All right, dude. Well that's um that's a wrap
1: on tonight. We're gonna miss you next week. You're in Utah. Stay warm out there. Heat yeah, invest, then, you might yeah, want the to invest. Following
0: in. week, the following week I'm I'm in town, so that'll be I think right around the fourteenth or something like that. We'll do that. Yep. We'll do that day and We'll get ready for Thanksgiving, and who knows, we may show up with a turkey outfit on.
1: Dude, we got to do some fun shit. I I just look the off season's going to be. <clears throat> there's always something to talk about. There's always something to do, whether it's ripping packs or telling stories. It's yeah. one of the things. Thrill. I do want to do with you, and that is, I, I I did this the other night by myself. It wasn't even the other night. It was it was the middle of the day. And on on that note, there was college football on when I did it. I couldn't take my eyes off of that 1989 NLCS game for it. So I want to grab a couple of your favorite games. You just tell me which ones, All
2: right.
1: and we're gonna we're gonna play the whole game. Now oh, they yeah. don't have the commercial breaks, and they it go. They actually go pretty quick, and right. they're not as long as you think. I feel like we get through them in maybe an, like ninety minutes, right or less. Right. We're going to get through, and we'll see every pitch. But you, I, I would love to hear your reaction and things, because there was some guys that came up, like, say, for the San Francisco Giants. There was one guy that came up, I forget, right-handed hitter, had a nice base hit up the middle. I don't know if he was pinch hitting or what the deal was uh, for the Giants. I, I didn't know who he was. And I'm like, dude, this is exactly where we need thrill to get the, right. the right. breakdown right. of right. everything. Right. No, that'd be
0: good. We'll do that. I think that would be an amazing experience, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we'll so. do that. We'll do that. But, uh, yeah, next week I'm out. But then uh, the following week when we do come back, we'll know who, you know, wins the World Series and all that sort of stuff. And so we'll talk about that. We'll rip some packs. Let everybody in the chat room come on board and uh, yickety yak and tell some stupid stories.
1: All right, I love it. As for everybody else, so Deuces Wild, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, Caffeine TV, Fubo, we're going to continue and roll along here with the Deuces Wild Daily Hustle. We'll upload that feed. We're going to be talking baseball. We'll be talking sports. We'll be talking life. But if you could leave a review, five stars, if you're feeling generous, Thrill and I would both greatly appreciate it. And then if you want to write a couple comments, I don't know. If you want to tell us to go fuck ourselves, hey, look, we're an open platform here. We are no filter. We can go ahead and do that. Or if you want to give us a little bit of love, we'd like that as well. So, And all
0: you, all you crazies out there, don't, like, over-sugar Medicaid tonight on Halloween candy. I'm going to over-sugar Medicaid on tequila. Yes, but I know you that's... are. You and, you and Jose Manuel a. Jose. Hey, Thrill! I, hey, Manually. Thrill, I got a question for
1: you. in The last thing here. Fire, fire, um,
0: fire!
1: I'm in Houston. I'm heading to Houston tomorrow. Okay. Biscuit's playing in the All State games, so he's oh, playing great. on nice. the California team. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I only a few hours from you. So if you feel my
0: presence, Ooh.
1: that's uh, that's how that's how and why.
0: Yeah, I'll, you'll only be exactly four hours from me. Oh, jeez, it's still another four fucking hours. Yeah, hot damn, man. Yeah, ooh.
1: All right, bro. Well, uh... hey, go,
0: go to a place. Go to a place if you want to eat good, and they got everything. A uh, place called Papados. They got Papados seafood. They got Papados Mexican. They got Papados steakhouse. Dynamite Seriously? food. Papados. Papados. Yep. P A P A. D-E-A-U-X. Papado.
1: Oh, that's some Cajun shit, man.
0: Well, it's Cajun slash Mexican slash steak. It's good food, though. Papa it is, brother. All, All right, right,
1: man. Have a, uh, have a fantastic, safe trip out to Utah, and then uh, we'll catch
0: up with you in a couple of weeks. You got it. We'll do it. And uh, have fun with Jefe Manuele and Floyd Bride Terror. We said, hey.
1: We'll do it, Thrill. Hey, one last thing for everybody.
2: See ya!